welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of conversation to have today with Caleb on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. So, hire yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. It was the holidays. I hope you're enjoying yourselves. I hope you're safe. I hope you found some good deals, and I hope you remember to pick up those free emotes in the Emporium. This week, we're going to be talking with Caleb about everything and anything that he could possibly think of and more. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. But before we get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons. They are the ones that help support this content, which means that I have a way to um, get some funding towards putting together the new PC. I'm on the new PC. This is the new PC. It is really fast. The extra RAM is amazing. Uh, I can play all my games now at 60 frames per second, even though I'm using the old graphics card. Um, and that's kind of next on the, the docket. But I, I want to shout out Stormy Sea Dog and God Hammer, as well as um, Mina Fairy. Uh, and, and I'm trying to think, uh, Beatonator, um, all of you guys all really kind of helped with just like advice over, over the time and, and, um, you know, kind of helped giving me an idea of like what I should be looking out for things like that. So thank you to all for, for the recommendations, the support, the knowledge that you've been sharing, uh, with me about building up this PC. It's fantastic. I love it. Uh, it's, it's really nice to, <laughs> to not feel like things are just slogging around and whatnot so i'm trying to get a new stand for it. i'm going to be hunting down that because the case is way bigger than i thought and it's on a really tiny table at the moment but uh that's okay i'll i'll figure all that stuff out now um but thank you to everyone who helped kind of put this all together to, to who supported this and stuff so um i want to shout out all the patrons they are the ones that support the content and it means a lot to me that they do so so thank you to people's republic l cute balls Blue Turtle V1, Captain Chonky, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, DA Gaming, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, I'm Dependa Now, Jorpy Jorbs, J Hood, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Cryptic Slayer, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Space Admiral Ors, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Nipperkim, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Regis Stella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rust Belt Kid, Scamelt 666, who recently just got their uh, Reaper Mark tattoo, looked awesome by the way, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Anthony N. Jr., Captain J. Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, the Lore Chronologist Deadeye Dre, Hager Owl, Jeff H., Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, P Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, Luke Lore the Insipid Ghost, and Zam Wow. Thank you all so much for the support. Um, if you want to do so yourself, if you want to support the content that I'm making, head over to patreon.com forward slash Keelhauled podcast as we continue to find out more about season 10 and season 11 as we talk about in this episode. So thank you to everyone for supporting and uh, let's get into it. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Keelhauled podcast. Uh, I am sitting down with Caleb. He and I are going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff, but namely we're going to be talking about um, the patch notes as well as an upcoming feature that is for season 11 that we have 
no like guidance on what it is, but it is very important to get this information out to you so you know what to uh what to to expect in the coming month, I guess is when it's going to be. It's a, they didn't even give us like a date. I think they could have given us a date. But anyway, before I get into it, I want to welcome Caleb back to the show. He uh stole the show back in June. Uh, the crew mutinied, and I, I got it back as a result. Uh, but welcome back to the show. How are you doing? And uh, uh, no more mutinies. I'm doing great. And boy, was I honored that you entrusted me with your podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And thank you so much for having me back. Yeah, yeah. So usually, uh, I know that in the past, you've had kind of like a theme or like a, mm-hmm. a topic that you wanted to dive into. Um, but you've been wanting to to jump back into the show, so I'm assuming that you've got like some some sort of uh, 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 kind of docket or or like you know check boxes you want to mark. Make sure we get a chance to talk about. So, I had sort of the um, funny idea that maybe I'll let you lead your podcast in the direction you would like. I know it's crazy, uh, but that's what I thought this time. Past Caleb coming up with uh, themes that's cringe. That's yesterday. He's gone. This is new Caleb. He's now with 10% less cringe and 10% more based. I'm red-pilled. I'm blue-pilled. I took them both, and uh, it's a timely Matrix reference, and we're all ready. I feel like there's so many people that have no clue what you're talking about with the red pill, blue pill. I'll tell you something. I'm not even sure. I barely know what I'm talking about when I speak, Uh, but I will say in... When when I listen to podcasts in the past, and they have like a special guest, and that kind of uh-huh. just turns into an interview or some kind of special episode. In the past, I've always been like, that's not why I tuned into this podcast. Generally, I don't even know who the heck this person is. I'm interested in you. You're the person that yeah. is running the podcast. So whenever I have guests on my show, I think maybe with one exception, uh, it always is just a normal episode. You know, hey, this topic is on romance. So Christian and I are going to talk about romance, and this this guest is just like a third host. There's nothing special. He's not treated like an interview. He just gets to have his say as if this was his show too. That's I'm all about yeah. that. Your special guest is a guest, not special. Gotcha. Uh, that's totally fine. In that case, um, okay, so I wanted to bring up a couple things uh, before we get into patch notes, because we did get some patch notes. This mm-hmm. is patch 2.9.1. Uh, for season 10, this is kind of talking a little bit more about the Skull of Siren Song voyage, um, as well as the guilds uh, and then the combat improvements and stuff. Um, there's some things that I want to dive into with that. But before we get into that, um, I wanted to bring up the uh, the Tide Blazers episode. Oh. And where are we with uh, the next episode? Because I, I <laughs> uh, helped promote the first episode. I know we've recorded a bunch since then, mm-hmm. um, but do you have an ETA on when we can expect us that second episode to come out? I do not, because it relies on Caleb not procrastinating, which is a difficult bet to take. I literally have Ooh. medicine that helps with it that I'm not taking because, oh, what's the medicine for fixing my procrastination? It requires me to do something on a schedule and not procrastinate about it. I'll get right on that. So I don't you know. know. What, I've edited you know up helps, to uh, I've edited like a quarter of the episode, and we have episodes after that uh, recorded. Sometimes I I get like I bank up like four or five episodes, and then I one a, a certain week I just get a productive week and I bang them all out. So I don't know when it'll come yeah. out, but it's been a delight. Been really cool. You know when I when I 
looked at the Sea of Thieves system when it first came out, I thought, this is, I'd like to see what this system can do uh, for not Sea of Thieves, not be in the Sea of Thieves world. Could I use this system to do anything, a fantasy, or even if it is a seafaring adventure, could it be possible? Yeah. And nothing has upset me more that what I'm doing with it is a Sea of Thieves adventure. <laughs> <laughs> but I came up with a story that I think is really good, and I was like, I just got to do it. So I picked some of the yeah. the people I know who like Sea of Thieves and who, who would really, I think, thrive on that show. And uh, you, Chief, among them. So happy you joined us. And if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about a live action sort of uh, actual play where we're playing the the role, Sea of Thieves role-playing game together, recording it. And then afterwards... I edit it to make it kind of like an audio drama, so sound effects, music, things like this. And uh, it's a really great way to have everyone that's there part of telling the story, but presenting it as if it was a pre-written story. It's a, it's really, yeah. I, I hope you guys have been enjoying it. Yeah, reminds me a lot of like those old audio dramas, like back in the, the 19... 19- you know 50s and 40s and stuff where like the it, it reminds me of the christmas story where the kids like listening to the the drama sure. and there's like that that uh code decipher thing that he had to do for the oval mm-hmm, team mm-hmm. And it was like drink your oval team that's what effectively this is but for sea of thieves using the sea of thieves rpg system that they that mongoose uh gaming published back in like early early days of the gaming like i think it was like the first or second year that sea of thieves like had gone to mongoose publishing who do other game bay or like video game based rpg games mm-hmm. for like tabletop use uh and and we've been kind of working through i think you've done a lot of work to come up with stuff that is um unique that is not part of their system but you're using the baseline of of how that system works to create new enemies and new weapons Mm -hmm. and things like that uh to try and build up around that so it's been really interesting to kind of work through that i know if uh, if you guys want to see something like this kind of in action in like a video version um freddie prince jr over on i think it was gaghead channel uh he has a, a a weird kind of gaghead i don't even remember what the what it what it stood for but uh, he did do a few sessions with some of his acting friends uh, in the tabletop RPG. And he had a big old map and he had like, you know, brigantines and little pirate figures and stuff. And they kind of went through and and kind of worked through that system. Um, I don't think they ever finished a campaign, uh, but that kind of thing gives you. And I think there's even an episode that I did of this like way back in the day uh, covering this. But effectively, like that is that should still be up available if you want to get like kind of a visual idea of what we're doing. If you have imagination, if you're if you're one of those adults out there that still has an imagination, um, first off, kudos. But secondly, you you probably get a kick out of these, uh, especially if you like that kind of critical role um, type of, of uh, audio content. Let me tell you, I really deeply and some people have said it's to a fault, but I disagree believe in uh the the intelligence of my listeners i don't feel like holding their hands i feel like they can figure it out and and the sea of thieves this show tide blazers that i make that we're making uh i really really feel that way for it's like designed for people who have played the game before i i give vague descriptions of things at at times that i feel if they're very very needed but I, i i figure 
the listener who's played Sea of Thieves understands what a fort is. I don't have to go into into depth about this. And uh, and so if you've played Sea of Thieves, which I'm assuming if you're listening to the show you have, and you listen to Tideblazers, you're going to catch a lot of things above the, the average listener. I'm not going to hold your hand, and you're not going to have to sit there and, and hear, well, what the heck is a fort? Yeah, I think uh, I think the the main thing here is is that you're you're looking to try and give something to people who are already like familiar. Like you don't have to explain like why bananas work on <laughs> right. Like that's already under like that's that's understood. The idea is is to give us like a secondary story um, to see a thieves that. It still kind of lives within that world like this could be a quest line or mm-hmm. a story that rare put out and it would be something that you could sure. play through but it would be instead of in the game it's it just actually wouldn't be something to. they would put out because they don't write stories this good you guys listen to it and when you get to the end you'd be like wow uh all rare right, right, they don't right, even right, understand right. we're not getting what no, storytelling no, we're not is. getting we're not getting this aggro early into the episode. We got lots <laughs> let of let me ask you a question it was a christmas story i believe is the name of the movie you referenced an important yeah. uh, touchstone in your childhood because I've heard you reference that Ovaltine many times. Well, the so the Ovaltine thing is because of the way that they did the mysteries for Sea of Thieves, mm-hmm. and the reason I I bring it up is because in the in a Christmas story, um, uh, Ralphie is so invested in this audio drama and deciphering this code sure. and finding out what the what the secret message is. And the secret message becomes uh, is literally just an advertisement right. for Ovaltine. And he, in in the whole the whole image of like this audio drama and in the the cowboys and stuff, it's all just shattered for him. Yeah, like his whole his whole world is just shattered for him. And when we did the first mystery, and the the one thing we had to do was like we had to retweet and like a post from Sea of Thieves to unlock the next part of DeMarco's death. And then it just became another in- engagement tool for Rare to use to further on the story. And they kept doing it. Like they kept, they're like, figure out what the, what the code is. And then when you figure it out, that's how many likes and subscribes you got to get. And it's like, it, you, you see the, you see the, the, the man behind the curtain at that point, And you realize that the mystery is, just an engagement tool on top of like like with a, a really nice veneer mm-hmm, right sure. so that's where the that's why the oval team thing keeps coming back is because it's it's like that but this just happens to be the fact that it is an audio drama there's not like a a a secret message that people have to work out there's nothing you know nefarious about <laughs> this just being an advertisement for oval team or you know whatever it is but for as far as like a a, a childhood touchstone, yes, the, the yeah, I I used to watch a Christmas story on a seasonal mm. basis every single year. Like it was always on like TNT or sure. something, and I would always you know sit down and, and watch through it. And you know, growing up, that was like one of the movies that they would just have twenty four seven. It was just it was always on. They're like. This is the channel that now just shows a, the Christmas right, story. Yeah. We might throw in a miracle at 34th Street. And it's a wonderful in, life. In a wonderful life from time to time, like late at night when the parents are still up <laughs> who remember this. But for the most part, no, it is uh, it is 24-7 um, a Christmas story. And that was that was like 
a, a good chunk of my childhood. For me, that was Home Alone, both one and two. I love those movies. Mm. I actually oh did God. not like uh, A Christmas Story almost at all. And It's a Wonderful Life I actively dislike. Uh, oh my I, God. I'm sorry to say, uh, but I just ask you simple, you simply this. Life. Anyone who likes It's a Wonderful Life, uh, what happens to the villain? What's his, upco- his, his comeuppance? I don't know how you can enjoy a story of which the, the villain gets away with everything. I mean, there's plenty of times where the, the, there are stories that I will say that the hero does not win, that sometimes those are some of the best stories yeah, that I've certainly. seen. Certainly. That's not the case for a Go Happy Christmas movie. It's a Wonderful Life. It's also like, it's one of those moments where, like, there's not moments, one of those movies where there's like a darkness in it that as a kid I wasn't prepared for. That was the yeah. same with um, Alice in Wonderland, like the animated, I, I guess Disney probably put it out. Uh, I remember yeah. I was at a a house of a parent's friend's house for, you know, I don't know if it was a, a Christmas time, but it was definitely winter. And, you know, mm. it gets late enough that they got to put me to bed, but they can still hang out with their friends. So I get put up into this their master bedroom this was to me as this little kid a giant bedroom like when, when hook says you know to a 10 year old i'm huge this this giant bedroom and it's an unfamiliar place it's dark all the lights are off and they go oh we'll just put on a disney movie for them they put in alice in wonderland i'm in a place i don't know and this bizarre and dark movie gets put on that was not a, that was a formative experience for young Caleb, but it was not a positive formative experience for young Caleb. I don't know how you show that movie to any child. I don't know. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Um, I wanted to, I don't remember where we had gotten. See, this is the problem with the tangents. Uh, but I wanted to talk about the patch notes um, going into 2.9.1. Uh, starting off with Seeking the Siren Song. Um there's first off let me kind of get your i want to get a gauge on your opinion on this uh because there's been a bit of discourse in the community for this on whether or not this is a good voyage or a bad voyage like did rare succeed Mm -hmm. on this voyage um and i think it comes down to either yes or no but it's whether or not this is a good long-term uh insertion of content or a uh if if it's a failure on that part like is it a failure because they didn't plan on this being something that was going to last uh or is it a success because it it does what it like i'm 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 having trouble formulating my words here on I this i think i know what your question effectively, is effectively yeah so some people are saying that it's a a failure because there's um times where it goes uncontested mm-hmm. And that the other point of the the failure aspect of it is is that it's not a good long term sure. uh, world event. Um, do you? What do you think about it? Any thing that they try to design in this game is is put into the box of there is only a certain number of ships and or players that can be on a server at a time, and sometimes you're you're you feel like you're almost on your own server. Uh, people are just doing other things and they're not interested. You have all kinds of player could be a bunch of brand new people. And so it seems uncontested. That is, excuse me, hit my mic. That is going to inform everything that comes out in this game. So if you can accuse this voyage of that, you can accuse literally anything gets added to this. So that I think it, it just gets balanced out that we, we found the common denominator. We've got to divide by it and get it out of here. That aside, 
I think it's a, a wonderful voyage. It it kind of appears to me to be what they sort of wanted Reaper's Chest to be. There's a stream in the sky. This thing is very valuable. You want to fight for it. And no matter what they did, even with the um, the the Chest of Legend new accommodations that came out, I got you rewards for turning in Reaper's Chests. For some reason, it just didn't grip what they wanted to. I feel that this has fulfilled that in a much better way. In fact, I'm a little curious as to why you need to accept the voyage and you don't just get to see the shining beam of blue light just because you're on the server without having to accept it. Maybe it's because they wanted, they didn't want to have to hit you with Briggsy talking to you every time it popped up, even if you didn't care. They don't want another, uh, you know, Flameheart's head shouting at you in the sky. It's very reminiscent to me as many times as I do the Legend of the Veil voyage. I enjoy the story tall tale aspect to it where the pirate lord comes on, even though I even don't like the guy, comes on, talks to me. Uh, his his ending speech is like one of my favorite things that is ever said in the Sea of Thieves with the, with, uh, you know, I, oh my gosh, I say it's my favorite. Now I can't remember. It was like mischief in their souls and adventure in their hearts. Uh, and, and so having her appear on your ship and give a little speech, I think it's such a classy touch. I really, really like that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I see where people are coming from this. Um, and, and I think the thing, if I can touch on one point that you made about the, why this isn't just auto accepted, I think they wanted this to be an active choice for players, uh, to get involved with the, the digging and the keys and stuff like that. Like if you wanted to, if you wanted to do it, then you would have to actively accept it. and there's a there's a, a a contract that is made with that if you're going to accept that voyage from Briggsy knowing who Briggsy is or maybe not knowing who Briggsy is then you will see like immediately like okay you are going to be involved with the gathering of this or maybe not but it's not something like because you get you get voyages right and those are going to be in your voyage wheel and if it just auto accepts, then it's going to populate these two random uh, things in your pirate wheel. And if you're just working through your stuff yes. and you're not really paying attention mm -hmm. to the icon, yeah. you may dig up something that you do not want on your you, ship. You just made me think of, you know, uh, people who get upset that they get sunk. and They're like, why would you even sink me? I'm not an hourglass. And it's like you have the emissary up. There's a little notification that comes up every time it says, hey, Emissary, you get increased rewards, but you're more valuable to other crews. And somehow even that obnoxious note that I'm like, I wish it would stop because I've seen it too many times, doesn't get through to people. So I can imagine a yeah. person, not even necessarily a brand new person, but a person like that all of a sudden has two voyages in their, in their wheel. And they're like, where did these come from? What's the blue light? I don't know about any of this. This doesn't make any sense to me. Why is this guy chasing me? That they have yeah. to accept it. They get a little speech about it. And Briggsy's very specific says, you know, other crews are going to be for this. That makes a lot of sense. I know that me having finished all the voyages, no longer needing it for just about anything, uh, still always accept the quest because I'd like to know where those people are about so I can know just how, you know, where my enemies are at any given point. Yeah, it's good information for, for understanding, like, if someone's moving towards something. and. Opportunity always rises. So 
but I would, what I want to go to address too is I don't think I got your feelings on whether or not you think this is a good quest or a sure. bad quest on the aspect of it being uncontested at times. Yeah, I mean, if it's going to be uncontested, like I said, that's a common denominator you got to divide by. It's uncontested. I, who enjoyed the big battles, one of my favorite parts about this voyage is, oh, wow, I'm getting into multiple ship battles. The thing that I that makes me not do Hourglass uh, past the rewards I got that I wanted I got from it uh, is, well, I, just the one-on-one isn't infinitely, infinitely replayable for me. Having multiple ships, now that's a lot of fun. And boy, sure, did I have a lot of fun. But as much as I enjoy that, the times it goes uncontested, I'm like, great, a free turn in. I'm trying to get to my... 30 turned in or my 50 dug up or my 40 chests opened that nobody bothered me. I'm accepting that even though I enjoy the battle. So variety's the spice of life, my friend. Give me some uncontested. I'm loving that you sprinkle those in here. Yeah, so that's that has a lot to do with what how I feel about it as well, too. Because, uh, for example, I went and um, hopped on a server just for just to test the new PC that I'm on. Congratulations. Thank you. It was a lot of money and the patrons made a big deal in making that actually happen. And I'm very, very happy with it right now. The only thing that will make it better is uh, when I get a chance to actually get like a new GPU. Anime boob mouse pad. I got you. Christmas is up. It's coming up. I'm ready to send you it. You just tell me your favorite anime Um, character. Is it Ray? You're a Ray person. I knew it. Send it to you. Ray. Yep. Wow, that is a dated reference. Only only people in their 30s and 40s, maybe 50s, are going to even understand that. that. And all of if Japan, the way that has culturally gripped their society, <laughs> uh, is bizarre to me. That's probably that's probably true. Um, but uh, gosh, you, you killed me on this one. Um, okay, so I was uh, so the the whole goal of it was is that uh, I went out sailing. And I happened to be on a server and the voyage was there. So I uh, got into it. Uh, there was a skull cloud up and um, I started to go to the two islands. One of them was Fool's Lagoon. The other was Cannon Cove uh, to go and actually like dig up the chests. And as I'm like sailing around to the different islands and I pick up the key for one and then I sail over to Cannon Cove to get the chest or vice versa. I can't remember if it was the uh, uh, no. It was, yeah, the key was on Cannon Cove as I'm sailing there. I'm alone on my sloop just on lunch break and I see a galleon over at the skull fort that is uh I blinked on the one that it's just next to Discovery Ridge. What is that one called? Sailor's Knot. Heck, I think I you're asking the wrong person. How dare. Um and there's a galleon over there and they're working on the skull fort and I'm like, "Okay, noted." Uh and then as I get to Cannon Cove, I look on the horizon and just getting into the storm over on Lone Cove was another galleon and i'm like holy cow uh if they come after me this is going to be very bad if they get the wind but i still go for it and even though i made it all the way to sunken grove uncontested i still had to have like the fear that those galleons at any point could drop what they're doing and get to me and i didn't even know what other ships were on the server that could be over in the wilds, given how populated the shores of plenty were. So the whole time I am constantly like on edge thinking, where's the next ship going to come from? Are they going to finally make their way to me? I'm in a mm-hmm. sloop. There's a good chance I'm probably going to be too slow. So even the uncontested ones still have a sense of 
uh, anxiety or, or mm-hmm. uncertainty with them that yes, you may get it uncontested, but the chances of you not worrying about the, the potential of a fight are there. Sorry, one second. I was just writing a note. Um, no worries. Wait, give me a second. Um, when I talk about when I in the past, I don't think I've done very much, but certainly the first episode I came on talking about alliance servers and 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 private PVE servers and things like this. Uh, one of the main things, the reason I'm talking about this, because I feel like there is two different. Uh, kinds of games at least in this game one is the adventure game and the other is the sort of uh com- not competitive per se but the uh, fighting other pirates game and so you, that you can have both here if it's uncontested you can enjoy the the, the private i just want to go dig these up play around with the new skull turn and have fun and you can also have the i want to have five ship fight i want to be oh that i've got a million stories that i won't bore you with matter of fact i kept like the first time i turned into uh one of these skulls i wrote down on your discord the uh, story of what happened because it was so crazy and then the second time i did and then the third time i started typing went wait a second caleb you need to stop but it felt like everything was was noteworthy. Every battle was like, oh, you should have seen it when I got on the island and I was fighting off two other guys. And then there was somebody waiting there. Oh, there was two yeah. different crews camping, which happened to me. I was one of the other crews unaware of each other. Uh, amazing stuff. Really comes <laughs> – I haven't seen a lot of stories come out of a newly added feature in Sea of Thieves in quite some time. That may be the um, – uh, uh, oh, what's the French mm, – the what is it saying? The little bit of hard to hard to pick out thing that you can't put your finger on the intangible something about this voyage it makes it feel people go see yeah. these is saved and and these other kind of bombastic the, the magic yes is the fact that the it's on the tip of my tongue I can't I can't stand that I can't think of it uh, it's is okay. that you're getting <laughs> these stories it's creating these exciting moments that are giving you these stories and as much fun as let's say uh, the Fort of Fortune might be. Or the much fun as uh, guilds might be, they're not necessarily creating these kind of stories. And so having something that's a lot of fun, but then creates these 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 stories, gets out these moments where you want to tell what happened because it was so exciting, is the the bit here that the little piece of magic, little bit of pixie dust that got dusted on top of this uh, this edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's I think that's for me what makes this. Uh, a success is that even if it is for a short period of time, um, it recaptured and proved that there is a good formula for Sea of Thieves. Like there is a good reason to have the PVE VP or no PVPVE, no PVP, yeah, PVPVE um, aspect to the shared world. And it's in its things like this voyage that really kind of show off like what why that's good what what's interesting about the game in 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 a process so for me this was a success even if it's not a long-term uh opportunity for players Mm -hmm. because i i think the and, and i and i get that there's some bad arguments behind this but um there's so many times where something comes out and uh content gets left off or forgotten and people don't like go back to do old stuff. Like I don't know anyone that's actively trying to go out and work on uh, merchant commodities 
um besides like me who who's still trying to think about like remembering like whether or not i need to get some done or not like that like i'm never going to get the stolen commodity crates achievement finished because i didn't get it done when it was at its high point so many times i still see people mm-hmm. needing to have other crews turning gifts and stuff like that so true there's always going to be something that is left behind with new content over time like people are just going to move away sure. and move to the next thing and i think something like briggsy's note is a good version of this it's exciting when it comes out people will work on it until eventually they don't but i still haven't seen a large number of people working on the fort of the dams for the chest of fortune now maybe everyone's got it done and they that's why they're not doing them anymore but i just don't see anyone doing those and i don't see anyone doing fort of fortunes now either and i think that at the root of the of the issue here i think it it showcases that there is still a very large discrepancy between casuals semi-casuals hardcore and professionals that all come together and it's all based on economy the gold economy like there's just too much gold for people to have and nothing to spend it on so the drive to go towards another ship that's working on something and to take what they're working on because you want it is now solely tied to cosmetics and not tied to gold and i think that that right there to me is is the failing of what initially kicked off with sea of thieves because eventually but back in the day you needed gold to buy all the cosmetics Mm -hmm. and that's why you went and sunk people that's why you went and stole forts that's why you went and hid keys because you wanted the gold you didn't want the items in the fort to turn in because of what they unlocked you wanted the gold so you could buy the cosmetics that were in the shops if that if that if that tracks or Mm -hmm. that even if that logic even pans out And, and and i trust your judgment when it comes to understanding like good arguments and stuff like that, because I, I, I have a hard sure. time identifying like a good point, but does, is that salient? I tell you first off, what, what a poor decision to put your faith in me, but I will of course accept it and pray on it. <laughs> uh, I will say that if you, I'm sure you can recall, if not specifically vaguely, many people have come up independently and then latched on together for the idea of like, when you open the chest, instead of getting gold, you get the cosmetic. There, yeah. there was a point, at least in Sea of Thieves' life, where that really hit a strong point. Uh, and, and sort of the way they did that was this t- tied to the accommodations is a is a cosmetic. Essentially tied to opening up this chest for the very first time, or actually I think it's the first dig up thing, what is the flag. And turning in the skull for the first time is the Brixie's coat. That's essentially what people were talking about there. So they are implementing it in addition, implementing the gold. Depending on what you want to buy in this game was whether or not gold is important to you. It's still, for somebody who plays a lot and even does the line servers, which gets you a lot of cash occasionally. Uh, Occasionally I play, not occasionally gives you a lot of cash. Um, Even I am still in desire for the gold because what I want is everything. I'm trying to buy everything. And they, uh, on top of the Dark Adventure set, of which I have yet to complete the ship part of it, I never bought the sail. <laughs> uh, after after just now, this is a funny thing, uh, I never bought it. Um, 
they also what you're alluding the, to is the is the, the fact that they're going to be changing the look yes. of it so it's not a tactically advantage right. compared to yeah others. i put it off so long it's no longer an issue. um is that the 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 mer not the merchant the um the, the company sets which is clothing equipment and weapons have been released uh, sometime this year i believe are very very expensive like right now to get just the merchant weapons i think i need over five million i don't quite recall what the number was uh but each yeah. is a little bit close to a million uh and so i've i've finally worked through buying all of everything uh, everything i have left in this game to buy is uh, is just those merchant weapons and the dark adventure ship parts and that's with all the gold i've ever gotten so gold is still very important to me not to mention all the stuff added in captaincy was all very expensive to try to buy all of that as well. So if you're the kind of person who just wanted these five items, gold's not going to be valuable to you. If you're the kind of person like me yeah. that wanted to get everything or you're the kind of person who wants to get certain expensive sets, then the gold will be important to you. As well as it is both important to me to get the gold and to get the cosmetics for turning in 30. There's a reason I turned it in 30, 30 skulls and did it already. It's because I was really excited to get that mask. I think both it's, it's, a, it's a good idea to have multiple facets of why somebody should do something. Cause you're going to catch more people that way. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a strong point to, to kind of address as well too. I, I do agree that that, helps kind of make sure that everyone's getting served um i i think having more cosmetics come and trying to have like different tiers like in in a perfect world what i imagine is kind of what the original trade companies did with their cosmetics when you leveled up through them you started very simple uh cosmetics like you got a tankard but that tankard didn't look very good you know it was themed like order of souls or gold hoarder but it wasn't like elaborate or extravagant mm -hmm. and we've seen this with the uh, captaincy system where uh the gold sink there is to get the better base uh of the item um like a better uh portrait and stuff like that so they have continued that mindset and i think that that mindset is good i think some people do want to have the option to to choose which uh a, a kind of elaborate because there's some people that want the the rinky dink looking version of the trinket or the cosmetic sure yeah um, i'm with you specifically there. for yeah and and i think that that that's a valid thing to do i think there is it's a hard way to kind of like populate that i think you really have to redo all of the ui to accommodate that kind of a system i heard a good idea um, so it, after you place the, the trinket then if you interact with that trinket again you get the options of all it's the bases that you've earned for it yeah yeah tomas on on twitter i think is who you're referencing uh Probably. posted Thank a very a very cool uh idea as far as like being able to cycle through the sure. different the way that you can change like your your skeleton curse um for reapers uh the, the, having a similar system set up for the trinkets so that you can un unlock all of the different variations of of base or mm -hmm. or frame and then being able to choose within that item like which version of it you want um, I think something like that for cosmetics is a good way to go as well too. That way, if you do have a set of cosmetics that come out, you have a very base standard version of it. Uh, uh, if you want, you can buy the more elaborate version of it and continue to like sink gold into that same set and just kind of slowly open up better versions or, or more interesting versions like Emporium level versions of that cosmetic in the store. And that will help kind of add more um 
depth to the cosmetics uh, to be able to mix and match, but additionally add an additional gold sink to help try and balance out how much gold people are making. Mm. I remember the French term, it's je ne sais quoi. Ah, yeah. I think that the voyage is overall a success. I, I don't know if I can articulate anything I don't like about it, except for maybe one point, which I think is kind of valid, is even if you haven't accepted the quest, if you sink, you respawn next to an island that is relevant for the quest. If I'm not doing the quest, that could really screw me over if I'm doing something other, on the other side of the map. Oh, I respawn next to people looking for a fight and away from the thing I was doing. That's a shame. Uh, I think that seems like an easy fix of that respawning system only works for people who voted for it. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what they do there. Enough people are talking about it. I feel like they're going to do something. Yeah. I think the, to to talk about your your you bringing up the point of you know it kind of going by the wayside as as many things mechanics in this game do um it's it's something that's on your ship this isn't a, a cloud you ignore this is something you you actively go up and say I don't want to do this or I do want to do it that maybe have that might allow it to have more staying power I don't yeah understand what the i guess i do the the appeal of everything having staying power for me it's having a multitude of things i can do is fun do i want to do a sunken a, a sunken kingdom a, 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 a what do you call those um a treasury or treasury. do i want to go do a sea fort or a regular fort there's a million things i can do so i don't get bored because of variety it's, it's more my my shtick i understand why people say it because it's sort of the selling point of it is, hey, you're going to get combat. It's going to be hard fought over. And I think yeah. it will, I think it may cool down a little bit. I don't think you'll ever be like, I'm guaranteed to be free of it. Even just now, I've done a couple Fort of Fortunes and I incorrectly thought people don't want this anymore. It doesn't got the chest anymore. No one's going to fight me over it. Every time there's been people that have come contested it. So yeah. these things don't die off as much as you maybe think they will. So I think people who still want it to be something that's important, that you're at least going to get a little conflict or have the chance of having people come fight for it, I think that's going to stay because I still see it stay with Fort of the Damned. I still see it stay with Fort of Fortune. Uh, these things that people thought were, were going to go away. Yeah. Um. I do think that there's an opportunity for this uh, to have something to kind of like add on to it. So say you go to um, open the chest that has the, uh, the, 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 the actual skull. Uh, you can then have, the, have in that chest another voyage. And that voyage may be uh, a voyage that unlocks a... Uh, and, and I think it was Godhammer... Um, in my discord who who brought up the idea or brought over the idea to talk about having the opportunity to add the chest of fortune to this so that say you go and you get the key and you get the chest and you open up the chest not only is there the skull of siren song in there but additionally there's a voyage that will sure. again give you a location for a chest of uh, fortune mm -hmm. that also would have like a beacon on it so people would see like oh sure. there's there's a beacon on that. Like that may be the skull. It may be a chest of fortune. You're rewarded either the way. The purpose of the chest of fortune seems to be to bring the community towards something. So it makes sense that if this yeah. starts dying, then we can use this tool of the chest of fortune to revitalize it should need 
revitalizing. When I yeah. think about that skull, I think about wanting to use it for PvE aspects more than just killing people and getting it to the turn in. And I always, you know, it, it just doesn't work because you go on any island, skeleton spawn. It's not just the turn in island. So you, you're just yeah. creating an infinite amount of PvE. You just drained your skull. You can't really use the do force and things like this very easily. I'm sure it'd be fun to do it once or twice just as a sort of um, a fun, unique thing to do once a one off. But it's really not its purpose. It makes me think of the Ashen Skull and how, you know, these, it's no, it's no secret that these are similar. I don't know if there's a damage over time effect like fire. I see an effect kind of linger on enemies, but I don't know if if there's a damage over effect over time when you're not actively being hit by it. With the with the skull of siren song. Yes. You're, you're Do you know? About. Um. No, I don't. I mean, I don't I've know if it's an exactly hit skin by or it. not. It might not have the DOT, but it's still it's no secret. It's pretty much the same thing. Uh. So if that Ashen Wind Skull did not lose its value based on use, I think that would be a good way. I think it would be a good idea. Allow us to use the Ashen Wind Skull to do some PVE things with it. Kind of what it's it, one of its uh, the reasons for its existence is is almost yeah. not there because nobody wants to decrease its value. I think just like the Siren Skull. Its value should remain unchanged when used. Give us a little more utility. Bring back a tool into the sandbox that we can use to have fun with this game. Because the Siren Skull just cannot um, do that. Gosh, I, I really, I can't decide how I feel about this because I, I see why you're saying you'd like to have the value not diminish, but part of the fact that it does diminish uh, makes it a conscious choice um, but for new players, that's not communicated in any True. way outside of I have two skulls. One gave me more. The other didn't. Uh, which one? Mm -hmm. What was the what was the difference there? But some people may not ever get like an opportunity to pay attention or, or really remember True. like how much they got. It's the always a, a thing that this game has to tackle is communication. Yeah, and that's not necessarily the topic of the conversation this I, week. I, but, I will tell you, um, speaking of Fort of Fortunes and this skull, just yesterday did Fort of yeah. Fortune with a buddy. You 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 know him, McTomies. He's the other player in Tide Blazers. One of the other players in Tide yeah, Blazers. We did a Fort of Fortune. We got the Ash and Wind skull from killing the boss, and there was three dig-ups on the map. Two of them were Ash and Wind skulls, and we were Order of Souls emissary. It couldn't have gone oh better for us. Oh, that's so good. Turned that's in so awesome. three. Sake of brig and sloop to do it. You love to see it. Um, Ball to all. So, love okay. the love the voyage. Very fun. Uh, and yeah. uh, as much as I said, you know, arena wasn't my favorite. I did like the multiple ship battle aspect of it. It's something that you can get a PVE that hourglass doesn't provide, and it looks darn yeah. cool. Every part of it looks cool. The curse looks cool. The skull looks cool. The effect when it shoots out is cool. Very well done on yeah. side. I think. I, I agree. I think uh, everything that they've invested into this has been really good. The only issue that I have is not even like a whether or not this is like a good good in Sea of Thieves or not. It, it solely pertains to Briggsy's involvement with it and the cognitive dissonance to the current state of the lore mm. that does not, it doesn't fly for sure. me. Like Briggsy's supposed to be trapped in being, not trapped, but kind of like, under the watchful eye of uh, the the brethren court right, right. now. And, um, and right now, because of that, 
she should be helping like find the key to unlock the 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 fort or whatever it is in the sea of the dam that we have to get to that's going to turn uh you know that, that people mm -hmm. want to get to be able to turn back sure. from a skeleton to a human that whole plot line has been well completely... maybe this is part maybe she needs this to get to do that right but i i'm assuming that's where we're going like i'm assuming that the skull is the thing that will open up whatever it is but it feels like because we didn't finish that final voyage or that final adventure mm -hmm. for the Briggsy Tasha tale, we don't know if that's actually accurate. Like sure. we're still yeah, on the cliffhanger of T Tasha being stuck with one hand, no more cursed cannonball to protect her and Briggsy supposedly telling us that she needs these for something that we don't really know, like the reason for it. And there's just a little bit of a, a lack of communication about sure. whether or not the brother and quarter involved in this. Um, I agree. And speaking of, it's easy for me to suspend disbelief, though. Like, well, because oh, it's when new I do and shiny for the fifty seventh, uh, uh, Veil Voyage, Legend of the Veil quest, yeah. and I'm getting the gems that the story's way past having having collect the gems for his staff mask thing. Yeah, but you know, whatever. I want to do it's fun. I that, I think that again always kind of goes back to the idea of of one of the concerns I had with the story and where we're at with it when they when they introduced that i was like this is going to be weird in a year when the stories move <laughs> beyond it and it does not make sense um but getting into kind of like whether or not uh whether or not this is like like overall i would think that this is something that i think they should really kind of focus in on as far as like content goes i think that this is the type of thing that really is fun about sea of thieves and that they should try and work closer and closer to that as we kind of move um, into the future with other stuff. Um, I, I, Everyone talks about it as a problem, but no one's really been talking about it as the feature it's meant to be, is wanting this voyage to be something that doesn't age out, that continues to allow ships to get together to fight each other for this precious treasure that the reaper chest doesn't have or any other item that has a beacon or, or any reason for you to grab it doesn't have even the chest of ledges doesn't have is that intrinsic to this voyage is if you sink you will have another chance because you will spawn very close to give it another shot yeah that keeps it that you always keep fighting people for it or at least that it will it will help it continue to have yeah. ships fighting you for it. Which is interesting because this was such a pain point when it came to skull forts in the first couple of years. Uh, originally skull forts, you spawned close if you got sunk, which meant that people were consistently under, under attack when mm -hmm. trying to do skull, skull fort. And they eventually moved ships uh, who sank further mm -hmm. away. And then that got regressed and then right. they had to fix it, fix it and put it back. What makes it work for this as opposed to those forts is that this is a, oh, oh, until the very end, always a moving target. Yeah. You don't have to keep sitting there and defend. Yep. You're moving on to the next thing. And when you get to that final target, it's a target you want to get in, deliver, get out. Yeah. And I think that's the key uh, for why this voyage does so well is it, it kind of builds in that idea of the... Um, uh, the gilded uh, Athena's chest like that was the thing that everyone was looking for those gilded voyages because you got three Athena's chests and you had to like everyone knew which islands they were going to be on everyone could tell like after after Christmas people are going to go to those islands they're going to be digging and then they're going to go to another island and you knew where they were going to go 
and which two outposts mm-hmm. were closest to it to be able to turn in those chests of fortune. And uh, or For not a game called Sea of Thieves, uh, there always chest. has to be a way you can predictively try to be a thief. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's just a sea of them, in which case uh, there's just going to be one lucky winner. <laughs> um, that kind of covers... I think as far as like the, the, the patch notes really just kind of talk about what the actual skull of siren song is. So as far as the patch sure, notes yeah. go, if you were wondering if there were any tweaks or, or changes to it, no, not really. There hasn't been anything that they've been able to act on it because it's, it's still pretty fresh. We will probably yeah. see tweaks in the future. Um, but that, you know, it's hard to know like what that's going to look like. Um, the other thing that I wanted to touch on real quick, uh, because we're already pretty far into this episode uh guild reputation balancing is in place now um Mm. we talked about it last week's episode with the community gold hoarders that guilds are good but not really impactful it feels just like another layer on top of captaincy and it doesn't really feel like a guild it just feels like your crew with another flag uh to a, a company that you know you have to work on um and I wanted to to see, was there anything that you want to touch on this? Because the the patch notes for all intents and purposes, it's a guild reputation balancing. They they went ahead and made sure that uh, the efforts that are put in towards um, uh, treasure cashed in to all trading companies is now significantly more than what it was to kind of bring it in line with uh, Hourglass. Uh, and the Hourglass reputation earned has been slightly reduced. So they brought down Hourglass, they raised up uh, the the treasure turned into trading companies so that those should be more in line with the reputation earned. Yeah, it's a, it's a good balance change. Yep. I got nothing more to say that. I am done with Hourglass uh, and I stopped at level 200 is what I need to be. And I'm level 250 in Reaper Hourglass Servants because... It was the best way to level up my guild that I wanted to get it to level 15. Yeah. So I did it during Gold of Glory, got my guild to level 15 so we could use the Emissary. And now that gold is worth more, turning and stuff's worth more, great. I don't have, I can level it through normal adventure more efficiently. It was a good call. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to touch on um, is the hit marker. Uh, now we've gotten a chance they're they're still working on things they said that they were going to be bringing in the new um high contrast kill marker uh i i like this i think it's a good marker um it's an x that it's very sharp in design um whether that's in keeping with like the aesthetic of of ui elements for sea of thieves i'm not really too concerned about uh this is it's effectively what blazing sales uses if you've if you've been watching people stream you may have noticed that Blazing Sails is using this exact, uh, essentially designed hit marker where the X will show up when you hit something and it will turn red when you've killed something. Um, sea of Thieves has effectively used a very similar system. I like it. I don't mind how it looks. I don't think it needs to be anything specific. It needs to be clear, identifiable information that's conveyed visually um, for folks to be able to know, like, did it hit? did it kill what do you mm-hmm. any thoughts on that or, or is that sure in the past we've had to rely on almost purely sound 
and visuals if you happen to get a glimpse of it in all the chaos of whether or not you've confirmed a kill. Hearing that little, and if in the blaze of cannonballs and things, you can see somebody get knocked over and their ghost start to come up, you know, but to, to add a visual indicator that is just as noticeable as the sound, that's what you want. Get that judicious redundancy in. Multiple ways I can know something has happened. Now the markers turn red. I've got the sound. Two different ways for me to easily see I've killed something. Perfect. Wonderful. Great idea. And it seems to me that the markers have always been there, not turning red, but have always been there and are just now bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Th- cool. I mean, it, it, it helps with people who are already debating, did I miss because of uh, uh, hit reg or did I just miss? Uh, oh, I definitely hit him. Did I just hit him? Because that marker was smaller, it was easier to get that confused. Now it's bigger. You get a bigger chance of saying that, you know, I've got a marker that said I hit. So now it's harder for me to make a mistake saying whether or not it was hit, Reg. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. I think they've done a good job with it. It is very uncanny. It, it, the, the, the similarity between Blazing Sales' hit marker and this one is uncanny. Um, but... Much like jump, it's not copyrighted, so you can jump in any game because that's just how how it works. Elements are going to look similar. If it works, it works. If if uh, you know if they want to do it their way, they can do it their way. But I think this is a, a good way to go about it. Um, World of Warcraft has has made its money off the back of stealing good ideas from other people. Oh, did this MMO did this? The MMO ended up dying, but that was a good idea I had. We're throwing it in the game. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite reboot vans came from, uh, what's that, what's that, that Fortnite like game? Apex. Apex Legends. You take a good idea, you take it. And actually, was in it the Apex? end, remember, Sea of Thieves has always had a hit marker. They just made it bigger. It was, it was even the X. Yeah. They just made it bigger. Yeah. Uh, and they added some contextual information as far as the uh, the the kill. I think the kill is the right. best part. I think the kill is the Very thing nice. Love it. that really should kind of like it should have been there. There should have been better information about that kind of thing. Like the yay or they nay. Always wanted to communicate to you. We know that because they added a specific sound. Even when a skeleton dies, there's a specific explosion sound. When you kill a ocean crawler, a specific screaming sound. When you kill a player, a specific music sound. Yeah. They've always wanted to indicate to you anyway that it's dead. They're just doing it in a different, in, a, in, a, in another way so that you can be sure of it. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, going into little things um, that you may find around the world. Uh, the Pirate Emporium has new stock. I think I've talked about this in the past, but just a reminder, there's time-limited cosmetics in there for the Festival of Plenty stuff as well as making sure that you're going in to get your angry scribe emote for free. Uh, there's also a Microsoft slash Xbox slash Steam store bundle that is the wind and weapon pose bundle. Again, I'm always a fan of those because they tend to give you more for the cost uh, of what they are. Um, so it's always worth kind of picking those up, especially before the the next season, because usually the, the, the amount of ancient coins that you get from those um, tend to be enough to get the next season plunder pass. Uh, if that's something that you like to invest in. Uh, there's also new gold leaf sets uh, of clothing in the outpost. Uh, I actually like them, very Robin Hood-esque. I'm glad that they did this. And uh, the thing that I really wanted to kind of let people know about, if I haven't already, is the Legend of Monkey Island cosmetics. Um, there's a new set of cosmetic rewards that are available for completing the tall tales that make up the Legend of Monkey Island. Um the uh, funny enough uh the the tavern chef's uniform from the journey to melee island is one that i was i was hoping would make its way to 
the game in some in some way because the the cosmetic that you get from the actual like doing the actual void or doing the actual tall tale is really awesome so i was glad to see that that is something that's added there uh there's also the circus superstar costume from the quest for Guybrush, which is the second one and then of course there's the uh legend of monkey island cutlass uh for from the layer of lechuck uh so the way to unlock those is just to go through and make sure that you complete them once more if you already have all the commendations done for them if not you will have to complete uh, all the commendations for each of those to be able to unlock their respective costume um uh, quick correction you, you just have to complete the tall tale for the costumes they don't require you to get every commendation oh really interesting yes. i read that differently on the uh commendations then well you know what maybe i'm wrong i think about because i already had everything yeah so maybe, you know, ignore me. Maybe I'm wrong now that I think about it. <laughs> okay. Because I often Because I know that I haven't completed all of them. And you and I w went back and actually did the first two uh, mm -hmm. for, for... First and third. First and third um, for the most part. And I just can't... The sword fighting in the second one takes so oh, long. It, oh my gosh. I did it again just to get the costume. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is even worse than I remembered. <laughs> it's so long to do. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wish that I really wish that I didn't have to because that is the thing that is holding me back from doing the second one is that knowing it's it's like when you when you know you have to do the dishes, but you really don't want to do the dishes. Yeah. And, you know, it's only going to take two minutes, but it's just having to go and actually do them. That is the mental hurdle that you have to get. Right. Past. But in this case, the uh, dishes will take an hour and a half. Yes. The, the, yeah, it will be uh, it will be at least a two hour voyage a two hour tour to, to have to get through. And the Gilligan is not there to impress you. Um, or maybe it's Marianne. I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. Uh, why are you getting into Sea of Thieves? You're going to check this, aren't you? I just saw the steam I pop am. up. How dare you? <laughs> you can't cheat I got me. bored. So I was going to fish while we're, Oh, okay. We're, yeah, no, that's podcasting. sorry. I'm boring. Is that okay. You. Yeah. I'll tell you guys, everyone tell me I'm right and Logan's wrong. I told them a long time ago, we should do an episode where we fish while we do the episode, add in the nice you know, sound effects, record the game sounds of us fishing. So it's like we're just chatting while we're fishing, and, and he nixed it. Yes. And I bet you all would have loved that, wouldn't you? You let me know. Uh, no. Get in the comments, like, comment, and subscribe. i tell you what. Let us know. This would, be, this would be a situation where it would work. Safer seas. Safer seas where I, I don't have to worry about another crew interrupting us or ruining it or distracting us and having a, a two hour podcast turn into a five hour podcast because then we get distracted with other stuff. That mm. would be an instance where I could say, OK, that would do it. But at the same time, I know how people are and people tend to get distracted by the thing that's in front of them. And if they aren't focusing on doing something then they're more in they're they're listening and and paying attention to the conversation that's being had because they're not distracted by other stuff like i i have like a ridge wallet thing that i i, I push the cards in and i push the cards out and that's my fidget spinner for when i'm mm -hmm. when i'm talking <laughs> sure. uh in a podcast because i i have to have something like actively like in my hands or, or sure. I'm moving my hands you know i'm puerto rican I, i'm moving my hands when i talk um so like doing fishing and stuff like that, I think would just be, it would be an element that would add, that would detract from the, the sincerity of the conversation being had by people. 
but that's you talking about for us specifically or for others listening in uh for us specifically like it would detract from our conversation because listen i get it i i can't stream because i can't talk and play at the same time fishing is a basic enough task that would it be a problem and even not on safer seas oh does somebody come and sink us okay we just we we have nothing to save or there's no reason why we can't just quick leave start a new ship and then again fish off of the uh the island we spawn at but uh, what, 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 what does it matter? What does it matter? I, I will I will continue to uh, refrain from that for the sake of, of uh, you know, having the podcast go on too long. You guys have heard our arguments. Get in the comments. Tell us who was right, who was wrong. You want to hear us fish? You know why adults fish? It's not for that fish. It's for the camaraderie while you're fishing. I don't like actual fishing, but that sounds like a fun thing that I'm missing out on. All right. Um, Journey to Melee Island. Costume. You very helpful. Thanks a lot. You know how it changes once you complete it. Yeah. To give you a, a past tense, you've completed the journey to Melee Island. Completed could mean either one. Yeah. Sorry, I've got no help here. No, that's fine. Um. So okay. Uh, getting into, I think that's effectively it as far as the show notes, or as far as the uh, not the show notes, as far as the patch notes go. Uh, there's not a whole lot outside of that. Um. I did. There is a, a thing or two. Okay. Uh, so uh, players will now be able to hear a subtle audio cue after firing the last bullet, mm-hmm. letting them and other players know that they are out of ammo. I have not heard yes. this. I have. It's it's very useful. I'm not saying I have because I am high end, but it is useful in high end combat to know, hey, that guy's out of ammo. Yeah. Even on lower end, if you get used to this noise, it's helpful. That guy's out of ammo. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I just haven't, I have not cued into that actual uh, thing. And we don't want to admit it, but it's happened to all of us where you've pointed your gun, you've pulled the trigger and you heard the click. The dead man's you click. You realize you were out of ammo. I, yep. I coined so that phrase. it's easier to avoid that. <laughs> I will maintain that I coined that phrase before other people came up with it. I will stick to that. Much like Duke being a dark Lord, I will not let that go. And if I were to pick out one of the fixed issues to talk about, just because it was such a big problem, is robots don't go through the environment anymore. That was a big issue. Where were they going through the environment? You didn't see any of this? No. Oh, my gosh. I believe it was if you used a rowboat that, that had been saved over a session. So, like, you saved your capture, yeah, yeah, yeah. you left the session, you came back, and now you start with a rowboat. You undocked that rowboat. It went, you could just row through the environment. So people would, like, have, who didn't, wasn't aware this was a bug, would have all their treasure, go to row, turn it in, and now it's stuck under the island and they cannot get it out. Goodbye, all your treasure. <laughs> and then, of course, there's a myriad of ways you could That's take awesome. advantage of this situation to hit people from under an island. Long ago, you could get under Reapers, I don't know how, Oh yeah. and just kill people without being retaliated against. This. And you could certainly do that from any island now with this robot. So that that got fixed was, I think, a very, I'm glad that got fixed quick. That's true. I, I forgot to scroll down. So there are fixed issues. Um, uh, sailing Athena's fortune emissary flags will now progress the pathetic tokens commendation. Yes. I'm level 250 and I have like 10 flags turned in. I should have my 100. Yes. I asked them, hey, can you fix this? I said, oh, we can't, we can actually increase, we can't manually increase your commodity, your, uh, your, uh, the commendation value in this game. Thank you. Commendation value in the game. And I'm like, you just increased my Reaper chest commendation and my, my legendary chest. What do you call it? Chest of legends. Don't tell me that, but you know, they didn't increase it. They, they changed the baseline. 
They didn't mm-hmm. give you more than you'd ever turned in. They just changed like what the baseline mm-hmm. of the next value grade was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I should. They made it to fifty nine when it. You know, I had over fifty nine, so they did manually change it to a number that was not what I had earned. So, well, okay, okay. All right. All right. All right. Um. But there's a I million fixes here. We certainly don't have to go over all of them. A lot of them are like the um, the uh, the tall tale ones. I'm so happy to see these fixes. My least favorite thing in the world is when somebody introduce something and then you wash your hands of it, you move on, and like, all right, well, it's in the past now. When I we got into Hearthstone, I think last year, uh, there was like cool secret missions, but they got bugged out with new releases and they never fixed them for years, and so I couldn't do the secret missions. Yeah, I hate that sort of thing. I'm so glad that they are continuing to go back to their old content, fixing it. There's a million fix issues on this list. I was very happy to see it. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think it's fair to say that there were definitely a lot of issues with specifically the layer of LeChuck uh, that commendation, that achievement should now be able to pop uh, if you've had issues with it. I have seen some really weird situations where um, I think people had logged in and the commendation for uh, the layer of LeChuck had popped. And then additionally, a random um, uh, arena achievement that they had popped again. And it didn't like it was it didn't make any sense at all. It was just very, very odd. Uh, so there's, there, you should be able to go get that one now. If you're, if you're looking at that achievement, if you wanted to get that commendation to, uh, to finish, um, the layer of LeChuck should now work. Uh, and, and i I confirmed when I went through and did it again, that it, it did, it did pop up for me. Um, the, there's a couple other things. Players should no longer get stuck on palm trees at Keel Hall Fort. I planted those specifically so that folks would get <laughs> stuck on them. I'm very disappointed that they've relocated and shifted that it's not i'm gonna have to go fix that now as a result and it's kind of frustrating that i have to you know spend the time to go actually do that um (laughs) but for the time being you should be safe you should be able to like not have to worry about that so it looks like the costumes and the cosmetics that came in this patch are just for actually completing the tall tale. It doesn't look like you actually have to complete all the commendations. So I was You mean just finishing it. Yeah, you can just finish the tall tale. You don't have to uh complete everything in the commendations for that tall tale to be right. able to unlock it once completing it. You can just go actually complete it. Can I, can I say real quick just a thought that I had about the siren thing? No. Is that I think Briggsy is one of the m- the more likable characters to see at these is introduced. When you when you like they have to use splash art and stuff like that, Briggsy's skeleton form is always on that. And I was like, okay, I guess she was she was cool, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I understand why she's in the front. I think she's a great character and, and I'm I've been enjoying seeing her and her personality in this game. She embodies kind of what I think Sea of Thieves is all about. Being a, a rogue pirate just going out for adventure and glory. Uh you know mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not about the, you know, it's, it's more about the glory for her than I think we've ever seen Ramsey care about. Like he talks, sure. he talks a talk, but it's, it's not something he walks the walk. Yeah. It's not something we've seen him do. And yeah, I get it. He's retired, but you know what? He's, he still seems pretty active. You know, he's still out there getting his steps in. He's still using that <laughs> weird walking stick that he has. He still hasn't told us she, about the daggers. She doesn't, I can't relate close enough to her because she never asked to be cursed and all I want is more curses, you know, equip them all the time. That's fair. Yeah. The, the more curses, the better. She never, she accepts the one that she had, 
but uh you know you you, you i can't think of the oh i ruined the joke <laughs> i can't think of the the quote of uh you know it's not the uh it's not the batman that we we deserve it's the one that we got or something like that i i can't think of it <laughs> no, that is the new no that's the better version and i i demand that we all now use that version <laughs> oh god she uh but now she's she must have been good at hourglass she's got the ghost curse now so you know she goes from one to the other poor girl yeah can you imagine like wanting a ghost curse and having to go through all that just to die uh with a ghost Cringe. curse instead of just dying and you know Brixie dabs on us because she had she had the gold bones curse she was very good at hourglass she's just now starting to work on her guardians and she dabbed on us because she could wear clothes with her curse so this lady's been ahead of us by miles for years no idea what you're even referencing but despite her youthful looks captain brizzy has spent many years roaming the sea of thieves being present for both uh the parlay of the pirate lord and a subsequent um kraken attack which if you remember is from the first book uh, her current quest for the skull of siren song promises to be even more eventful according to the hashtag trivia tuesday that was the other thing that i wanted to uh bring up in this episode i love those little trivia tuesdays and stuff um, and I, and I'm hoping that we get a little bit more details about Briggsy because I, I agree. She is a, a fantastic character for Sea of Thieves and really does kind of showcase like what most of us want to embody when we, when we play this game, I think, in my opinion, I could be, you know, you can more than welcome to have a, a differing opinion on this. Um, I'm trying to think if there was. I know I had another thing that I wanted to dive into. I know what you wanted to talk about. You wanted to talk about a special message that Joe Taro shared with us via the Discord. And I think Twitter. That's right. Yes. Okay. So not to not to put her on the spot, because I don't know if uh if she did it for the tweet, but she did post it for the actual Discord. Uh there's something coming. We don't know what it is. It's probably doom and gloom. Um, but I think everyone <laughs> should get their pitchforks out now. And their tiki torches so that they can be uh enraged in the the coming months um actually i'm gonna since i'm still in maiden voyage i'm gonna actually take a look at the season 10 so 11 weeks is what we're looking at for season 11 which would put us roughly around february am i right it's about it's about eight weeks or no actually it'd probably be mid-february to late february don't ask me to do math, especially on the spot. Can't uh, do it for you. Can't do simple, basic addition. Not going to happen. Let's see. When is 11 weeks from now? And I did go through all of February 11th. Okay. <laughs> uh, thank <laughs> you, Google. Thank you, Bing, uh, for that. So I cried. around February 11th, uh, which if I'm looking at the actual calendar, um, that would, it would actually probably... The new season would probably be out on the 15th of February because that would be the Cal first. was all like, can you find the area under this graph? I'm like, I'm not doing that. That would be the, the first Thursday after the end of the 11 week period. So the 15th or the 22nd is probably going to be when season 11 starts. Uh, the information that we received that it has me scratching my head because it's so early on is Sea of Thieves put out a post on social media pretty much everywhere uh, letting us know that we need to go and actually complete any unique voyages that we have that are time limited or issued as part of an event. 
or compensation, uh, those are all going to be gone at the end of season 10, which is in the, the, you know, the first weeks of February. And this includes Gilded Voyages as well, too. Um, this caused a bit of stir in the community. And I'm not necessarily like upset that they're doing it. I'm more upset that I don't know why they're doing it. And this was something that I wanted to kind of bring up just to kind of give folks an opportunity to be like, hey, you guys really need to be aware. Like, this is the thing that's going to cause you an issue if you don't, you know, if you're holding on to something. So we don't know why they're doing it, but these are going to be things like um, build rat adventures, mercenary missions, uh, uh, mea copa missions. What, what, what do they actually call those? Restitution. Restitution voyages. Um, I've been calling them a couple voyages for so long. Uh, so rest, uh, uh, voyages of restitution or vo restitution voyages, those are going to be gone. Um, make sure that you're getting an opportunity to go and get those knocked out. I will tell you, the last time I had a Bilgerad Adventure voyage that I went to go do, uh, it did not work. And Ooh. yeah, um, I put it down. I went to go dig up the dig and nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. I, I'm actually more shocked that they still are available to do. I, you figure that like the stuff that was in it for those to work are gone now. <laughs> it's, it's weird because a lot of those were still in the game. Like a lot of stuff is still in the game and many of the items are just, you know, items that we normally have, but for whatever mm. reason, uh, the voyage themselves had actually broken. And I'd be interested if the ritual skull you can dig up from an old build rat adventure, <clears throat> you could dig up ritual skulls those like little, little cute little boat effigies and things like this. If you could, and then like the shark effigy that the Athena one mm -hmm. started out was just a regular shark effigy for a, a build rat voyage. Yeah. I'd be interested if you can use that ritual skull to actually start a four of the damned. Maybe. I imagine you probably could. I, I can't see why not. Cause the, I imagine the item itself is probably the same item id it's it's probably just like the functionality of it's changed yeah, maybe i don't know um but regardless the 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 main goal here is is that a a, a very weird kind of nondescript tweet and, and and message went out from them saying like hey you've got 11 weeks to work on these and do you think that this is something that if they know they're going to be putting this into season 11 that they should just come out and let us know like the reason why, like what is the feature that it, that they're going to be uh, doing? Or do you think it's fine that they're just like, Hey, we're just giving you a heads up. We'll talk more later. I totally understand why you would want more information. Who wouldn't? I understand why they're not giving it. They don't want to give away what is going to happen next season, but they also don't want you to have you know, they're, they're going to tell you what's going on next season soon before it happens. They don't want you to only have a week or two weeks to use all those voyages. Everyone would say, I wish you had told us ahead of time so we knew to use these voyages. So they're telling you ahead of time without having to show their hand, which they don't want to do until they get closer to the season. I understand. All right. Well, I, uh, yeah, I'm always, I'm always bummed. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know that we've got community weekend coming up next uh, week, I believe it is. And uh, that's going to be, Really interesting. I am curious as someone who's gone and grinded out a lot of the hourglass commendations um, for the cosmetics. Do you think hourglass is in a good spot with the with the long term rewards that they've kind of built in? Do you think that the that the leveling 
of uh and this is kind of a baited question i i recognize that i'm leading the witness your honor uh <laughs> do you think that the reputation's fine as far as the gain or or do you think that people waiting to do them on uh golden glory weekends is an, an indicator that rare should should probably increase the 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 leveling uh or how right. fast it is to level through hourglass it took me a little less than a year uh to get it and that's somebody who who played pretty consistently to try and get it yeah. and especially with last season where that was pretty much all there was to do uh was supposed to continue with that uh so those who want something that lasts forever it's it's well set I personally feel that the when you did the boosted rep for Golden Glory and other such events, that's when it actually felt right to me. I, I wasn't a big fan when they nerfed how, how long it takes to level up past 100. That wasn't my bag, so I do think it should be uh, you know boosted a little bit. How much gold you get from a from a hourglass not gold uh, reputation you get from hourglass gold you probably get enough. Um, I wish it was a little faster myself, but uh, listen, everyone will get it's, it's so frustrating when i deal with people who who enjoy this game is that you always have the same conversation and i'm i'm a kind of person that just wishes i wouldn't ha i wouldn't have to have the same conversation over and over again so i've disengaged from it of whenever you say something should be faster the 100 percent of the time you'll get the response of oh well you think it should be just given instantly i like long-term goals yeah i like long-term goals too do you think if it took a million wins to get a level that's too much Oh, you do. Okay. So we can both agree that there is a too much while still wanting a long-term goal. Okay, great. Now we can actually have conversations like adults. I think it is too much just to get a level. It should have been, you know, reduced a little bit. Mm. I do. I'm not one of the people who say, you know, level 200 to a thousand, there needs to be more rewards. No, you're oh, fine. Really? I think getting, getting to level 200 to get just about everything that you can get sands, like one or I, I'm missing one or two pieces that would require me to get the win 500 faction battles against the enemy faction mm -hmm. after having getting your curse, which is too high. I've talked about this before. Aside from that, I have everything for the guardians, mm. uh, and that's at level 200. So that's fine. From 200 up to a thousand, just because the thousand reward exists people say that the thousand reward is just there for those streamers for the people who this is what they want this game mode won't get old for them they like the 1v1 they're the kind of people who get mad when there's a curse ball because they want the 1v1 everything's even except our skill level uh that's what they want so they gave them something you know a little hey here you go for for loving this mode and, and playing yeah. it almost exclusively here's your level a thousand and certainly getting evil to level 100 is not attainable for most players getting to level 200 is not a, is, is is not attainable for even more players you're getting a very small fraction there's no reason there should be rewards and any more rewards for things above level 200 and i in fact believe that i should already have the rewards at level 200 i don't even like that there's some ones i don't have sans the level thousand okay okay i i agree to some parts i disagree on some parts um but i think that's because i'm hoping that there was going to be more content added to hourglass like mm -hmm. more cosmetics more functionality you know like if i wanted a purple ghost sure you know i could have had no, a I, I agree ghost. with you there some, I, I was hoping that that would be something that would eventually come to hourglass that they would be able to fill out the rest of those levels uh, but it didn't come. It's, it's kind of like starting a games as a service and having the first season planned and then nothing after, and then 
you know, mm-hmm. six months comes by, you're still in season one and everyone's like, is this game going to yep. make it? it? I hear where you're coming from. It's been about a year since this came out and we've gotten no changes to it. Sans right when it came out and they made those little balance adjustments. Yeah, the, the I agree with you. There should be more things. I wish there was more skeleton parts, more, you know, Reaper things since we got a lot more stuff for guardians than we did for, uh, the servants. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree with that. I don't think they should be put in the 200 and up track. Gotcha. <laughs> I think those should be things you can get on your your way to 100 and 200. Gotcha. I yeah, and I and I the only reason I have to that to get to level 100, all you're that, getting is figureheads. That's it. Yeah. It's the same figurehead but changed a little bit. Um, That's all you're getting. Though there's the spot where you can throw in some more stuff. Yeah. And I and I I I I say this fully knowing like this kind of goes counter to some of my other opinions and stuff like that. The reason I feel that this is the exception to to the normal the, how I feel about this kind of thing is is that there is that 1000 that level 1000 reward. So I was assuming that that was the long term. They didn't anticipate mm-hmm. people getting it as quickly as they did and that they would eventually fill out the rest of those 300 levels or or 800 level, you know, yeah, 800 levels which is a ridiculous yeah. amount of time spent. Yeah, no, I, I think anyone who's thinking about that is is really being blinded by that level 1000 reward. It's really twisting them and, and putting putting some critical thing skills there, bud. So, listen, calc um, 2, we got to calc 2. Hey, let's take the area of this graph, now make it 3D, find the volume. Find the volume of my fist, dude. I don't want to do that, but you know what calc 2 taught me? Freaking critical thinking. Fair. Get some of that brain juice going, my dude. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that was the majority of the stuff that I had on my docket. Uh, was there anything that you saw that you wanted to pick out to make sure that we got a chance to to talk about? You know, it's been so long since I've been on a huge. This last season lasted so long, however, that there was not a lot that came out that I've had building up to talk about. So no, fantastic. Um, I think that would probably be a good closing stop for us then. Uh, there's going to be more information as we, as we continue into the season, um, regarding safer seas. I think that's kind of the next big thing that rare is going to be introducing. I will be very curious to see, uh, how this impacts the mind share of the community. Cause I, I genuinely don't think that it will actually impact how people are, uh, what people are seeing on on servers because the, the very degree that we even talked about this episode of how the the general vibe of a server is um server server vibes change from server to server it could you know you could get on a really chill one at the beginning of a session you could sw- mm-hmm. you know swap over and find a really salty one it just it just depends on the people that you're running into if you're running into people um the only other thing that i wanted to just touch on real quick is just a reminder the upcoming weekend that we talked about the season 10 community weekend that is going on from december 2nd to december 4th and all pirates can join in you can set sail you get that uh, really beautiful flag uh, for the community weekend they're also going to have twitch drops that are available and if you want they're doing the pop-up plunder which i think is a huge success I just hope yeah, that it was they, very fun. Yeah, it's it's great. I think it's a really good idea. It's a good way to kind of engage with people who are like trying to boost the emissary grade as well. 
um because the emissary grade you know however it's done it's it's kind of unlocked specific ways this way it's going to be raised by tuning into streamers with the sea of thieves category on twitch not not partners just streamers so watching people on twitch will raise the community emissary grade which will unlock gold reputation renown and allegiant boosts for all players during that weekend so on top of getting your Twitch drops, you will be raising the emissary grade. I think that is a much more sound approach to doing it as opposed to the hashtag Sea of Thieves community weekend. Uh, I imagine they will probably be doing another round of um, hats for folks. So if you have people in the community that don't have a hat that you think deserve a hat, I would love to get some names to do some research on them to kind of like shout out um, for this and to kind of like use, you know, social media as a way to kind of prop them up as well too. Uh, Caleb's one of them in the sense that he's working on this Sea of Thieves RPG. So if he's able to get the uh, second and or third episode out by the time this weekend goes up, um, it would be a great way to kind of like showcase that, hey, this is something someone's doing that is a, a nice boon to the community for something that, for all intents and purposes, I don't hear anyone talk about the SOT RPG in any fashion. I actively don't want you to do that. Too bad. The last thing I want is Sea of Thieves to actually notice my podcast. Well, it's going to happen. Well, it may not happen, but I'm going to try to make it a thing. But if other people are out Just there... Just like, you know, when I was a young, when I was a young no, boy... No, no, no. Get out of here with your with your story. We're doing okay. it. No, I'm just kidding. What's the story? When I was a young boy, young content creator, I was like, oh boy, what if Paizo, the people who make Pathfinder, which I did my podcast mm. about, noticed me, uh, noticed me, Senpai, that'd be so great. Them noticing me only ever caused major troubles, and I am uh, content to never interact with them again and hope they never notice me again. And this is, I feel very much the same way. Uh, sea of Thieves, I, I have no interest in, in Rare noticing me or my podcast or saying, hey, it's cool or anything. I actively hope they never find me. <laughs> Well, that makes it tough. I'm not making it for them, boys. I'm not making it make money. I'm making it because I like to make art mm. and like to talk about that art with people who enjoy it. Fair. Fair enough. All right. Uh, the offer is still out there. I am still curious to know if folks, if you know someone that hasn't gotten a hat, if they, if if you think they deserve a hat, I'd love to kind of get like a couple gamer tags out there so that I can see folks like kind of touching base with uh, with the, the dev team during that weekend to kind of shout them up, give them some props um, so they can get a hat that is honestly, it's just nice. It's a nice little tip of the cap to uh, to take the phrase and let people know like what's going on. All right, Pirates, I think that's going to do it. Caleb, thank you so much for joining me this weekend. I know it's something you wanted to be uh, you wanted to do for a while now and we got a chance to actually do it. Um, let people know, uh, if there's anything else going on besides the, the tide blazers that we've been talking about this episode, uh, that they can go check out content or where they can reach you, uh, with thoughts and opinions. Always a pleasure to come on. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I, I love talking with you, having a chat about this stuff. It's it's really great. It brings me a lot of joy. So happy to be able to do it. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. Yeah, of course. If you want to get more of me and what I do, we released our first episode in two years of tide blazer Academy. Uh, Tideblazer Academy, Trailblazer Academy, uh, where you can learn how to play different, uh, mostly Pathfinder, but also there's things in there to play any sort of role-playing game. We did a, a great episode uh, recently came out. We also, uh, Trailblazer's still going strong. It goes slow because of scheduling things. The schedule adults is the, is the true final boss of any role-playing game. 
Uh, but those episodes are still coming out. A great new season three story. Hope you're enjoying it. And of course, Tide Blazers. You can find any of those shows at tblazer.net. It's the letter T, blazer.net. Or in your favorite podcatcher, search for Tide Blazers, Trailblazers, or Trailblazer Academy, and you'll find it no problem. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me. Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, if you if you enjoyed the content, definitely make sure you reach out. Um, I will uh, wrap up the end of the episode uh, in a minute, and I'll see you in a second. All right, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the Keelhauled Podcast. If you guys want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to, you can do that. Head over to Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N or threads at the same handle, or you can send in an email to C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Uh, obviously, the best ways to get a hold of me or to share some thoughts or feelings on this episode will be over on the Discord. The Discord is uh, free for everyone. You can jump in, say hi. There's a tavern talk. There's a whole consoles section there for folks that want to play other games on other consoles. And we have a whole bunch of folks uh, sharing you know, pictures of the, the holidays and other things like that. Feel free to drop in uh, your photos from some of the decorations or food that you've been having over the holidays uh otherwise um that is probably the best way to do it make sure to uh support this content for free by liking and subscribing or sharing it with someone else uh or giving it a rating over on spotify or an itunes review um plenty of ways to get away uh, uh get a way to, or no have a way to support content yeah have a that still doesn't feel right uh, there's plenty of ways to support without necessarily having to join up for the patron uh patrons thank you again so much for your love and support and pirates with that thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves <laughs>